Good morning. It's Jack Kelly. Let's go live with Jack Kelly. And I give this happy introduction, you know, feeling good. But then I realize some of the topic we're going to talk about isn't so much fun. It's not very holiday-ish vibes. But let me tell you what's going on. So yesterday, yesterday, Spotify laid off about 1,500 workers followed by Twillow, another kind of a startup unicorn tech company, laid off about 5% of their workers. And in both instances, the stock prices went up. Now, just sit with that for a minute. See how it's wild. This is what, you know, first of all, to put things in context, I'm a capitalist. I started a business running it for 25-ish years. So I get it. Um, um, I understand capitalism, the good, the bad, the what have you. But there's something really wrong, in my opinion, or something really weird when it's the holiday season. I think we all agree, once you hit Thanksgiving, that's the whole holidays. You know, from Thanksgiving to New Year, it's, it's the whole holiday season, which is supposed to be happy and good and nice feelings. And watching the Muppet movie, Happy whatever Christmas Muppet movies, or or Elf, or Bad Santa, or whatever you like. Uh, uh, I don't know the Bruce Willis one. That doesn't really count. I don't think that's that's the debatable like hol you know holiday movie. But I digress. So what happens? You know, it's the holidays. You're supposed to feel good and loving and care for your fellow human being. But think about how crazy it is. Let's take Spotify. And I'm not ragging on Spotify. I, I use it a lot. I love Spotify. It's great. You know, I, I, I listen to all my music there. It's, I listen to podcasts. But it's become normalized that when companies lay off workers, Wall Street applauds. Yay! Hey, this is great. Yay! So they're applauding people losing jobs. Now, it's not really that they're applauding losing jobs. What they're doing the investors, the shareholders are saying, hey, I'm glad that Spotify, I get, I think the guy's name is Dan Eck, Dan Elk, something like that. So that, and he seems by all accounts, a really nice guy. So what happens, investors feel if you're cutting costs and IE, that means laying off people, you're a good steward. You know, you're a great manager because you're cutting costs. You're keeping costs in line. You're making sure that you're tightening the belt. And I think we all get that. But at the same time, there really is this discomfortable feeling that why do I have to lose my job and then have the stock price go up so the shareholders do well? And just so you know, full disclosure, I invest a lot. I have a lot of money in the stock market. So... I, I'm not anti-stock market at all, at all. I'm, I'm I'm very into it. But it is a weird dynamic. And the crazy thing is this. You know, Twillow, uh, Spotify, all these other companies, if you track it, every time Meta, Google, they would lay off people, stock prices pop and people get laid off. And And after a while, you would think, this is crazy. These are human beings. 
companies give this whole spiel, hey, we're all one big family. We all, we're a team. We all work together. But that's not the reality. It's BS. It's bullshit. Because if you really were a family, do you fire grandma? Do you fire grandpa? Do you say, you know, grandma, you're 85 now. And you, you know, you really can't bring, you're not bringing any money into the household. And you're kind of a drag because the drugs that you have to take to stay alive is really super expensive. Um, and you tell these long, boring stories and you keep making us eat Werther candies and you're always cold. So the heat has to be on and that raises the price for the heating costs. So grandma, I love you, but sorry, you got to go. That's what it is kind of, right? So you say we're all family, except when you want to let go of people. And you want to let go of your family members. So it's just such, it just shows what these companies and managers and executives are saying. They're full of it. They're full of that. Because when you look at what the CEOs earn in terms of base compensation, bonuses, stock grants, stop, stock options, they're making fortunes. So wouldn't it be more reasonable? Wouldn't it be more logical if you would say, Hey, instead of laying off 1,500 people during the holiday season, maybe just cut some of the CEO and C-suite pay. Are you going to tell me that any CCO who's earning 10, 15, 20 million dollars is, is going to be, you know, saying, well, you know what? I'm not going to work that because I'm not paid enough. Come on. They get paid enough. It's the board of directors it's it, who 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 sign off and say, "Sure, you need to you 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 need to get 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 million dollars." And meanwhile, you're going to let go of fifteen hundred people. And this happens all the time. It's a it, right, Christine. Is it me or like am I? Is this like a delusional, crazy, weird thing that has become normalized? Especially not only, not only normalized, but but. Uh, investors are applauding and the stock prices go up. Yeah. And Spotify blamed the decision on its cost structure and over hiring in 2020 and 2021. And they accused people of like doing work around work and not making a real impact time and time again, we've seen it's unfair that workers pay the price for poor decisions made by the executive and management teams. They're not the ones responsible for over hiring or the mismanagement of teams. In order to right size something, that means you wrong size something. So there's lack of accountability. So these CEOs and executives, they're the ones who deserve to have their jobs on the line or their compensation cut. You know, so right, because it, it just doesn't make sense. Let's say, um, a mid, like a senior level manager or even executive at ABC Widget Company International. And I make decisions of over hiring, overpaying people, being overly optimistic, and really being not in tune with the zeitgeist of the economy. Then when things fall apart, I let go of everybody. But it was me who made the bad decisions, and I'm still there. Now, how do, you, how do you square that circle? Like you would think the first thing we do is, Jack, you're an idiot. You effed up. You miscalculated in a big time. 
you lost us a lot of money. So sorry, you suck. You're fired. But no, I stay. And the people who work hard, they let get let go. <laughs> Am I missing something, Chris? Am I missing? Is there something that's yeah, that I'm not getting? To say they weren't working on meaningful stuff. <laughs> like they don't make up their own work. Those are projects <laughs> right. and given to them. So that's poor management. But then it's always the workers that they bear the brunt of, of these poor decisions. Yeah, it's so, to me, it just drives me crazy. Because you'll see they'll they'll fly in on on private jets to go wherever they want to go. You know, they live large, yet, you know, they're immune from from getting dinged compensation wise, but everybody else, fair game, which I think is one of the reasons, one of the major reasons lately why people are so happy unhappy, whether it's in the workplace or outside of the workplace, because after a while you start seeing things like this and you, and you're like, I don't want to say everything is rigged, but like, what's going on here? How, like I'll let go during the holidays. Just how cold is that? Think about it. People wait the whole year to maybe travel and, and go see their grandparents or go see relatives. They can't wait to put up a tree or, or, or a, a, a menorah or whatever it may be and have presents and be around family. So what happens to these thousands and thousands of people who are laid off? And this is not just now Spotify or Twilio because this has been going on now for a long time. So what happens? So now one of the spouses who's let go or maybe both get let go during what should be a nice period of time. And Americans work more than anyone else. I, well, I, maybe there's some countries where they put in longer hours, perhaps, I don't know. But it, it seems like if there's a chart, we have to be in the top three of workaholism. So we, it's not like we have in Europe where they'll take off the whole month of August or the whole summer. People are always working. So we're looking at this little piece of time, right? From Thanksgiving to the new year, just to enjoy your paid time off that you're, you're, you're given. That's your, you know, that's part of your compensation package, taking your vacation time. But instead you let go. You may, a lot of people don't have money. What do they say, Christine? Like how much, like for emergency money, what do you know, like data of how, like, how much people have saved up for, you know, God forbid something goes wrong emergency. I don't know the data offhand, but there are, there are a lot of people who have zero emergency savings. And then on top of that, there's people who have minimal amounts of like, at least like three to like $800 put away for their savings. And I also think how a company lays off is indicative of like who they are as like a culture or as a company. You're so right, because that leads to another thing. If if I worked for a company that did this layoff right during the holiday season, the layoffs are bad to begin with, but if you're doing it during the holiday season, it, it hurts more. It, you just, just you, you go from like looking forward to this is going to be great. I'm going to see some friends and family I haven't seen in a long time. My my kids can be so happy opening presents and what have you. And maybe we're going to take a trip somewhere. And then, 
all dashed. Like it's hard to bounce back from that. It takes a mental toll and then you lose trust. And this is a, a problem. And I kind of alluded to it just a touch bit before what's going on in our society is that people start feeling, Hey, I'm stuck and I'm not going to be able to do better. You know, historically here in the U.S., the whole American dream is like, hey, you're going to you're the next generation. You're going to do better than your parents. You're going to have a better lifestyle. You're going to have more money. You're going to have more safety. You're going to have a nicer house, whatever it may be. But now I think people are freaking out thinking, oh, my God. I'm not even going to get out of my house, let alone thinking about buying a house. How can I rent it? How, how can I even rent an apartment in New York City? for an average of $4,000 a month. And I have to pay back my tuition loans. And then as everything is high inflation, high interest rates, high cost of goods. So how can I afford this? So now you have this, not only the layoffs, but this fear factor of people. How am I going to get by? How am I going to manage? How am I going to live? How am I, how, what do I do? And that's a really serious problem. And What's even frightening, more more frightening, is that like nobody, it's it's in our politicians, it doesn't seem like there are any adults there who can say, hey, I know things are bad, but here's what we could do to make it better. But they don't. It's the wildest thing. So I got got off a little bit of a tangent, but just to go back to what, what Chris was saying, yeah, where where you don't have a lot of money, not a lot of emergency funds, you're in, you're in between jobs. And this is really tough. What for folks who, whether white collar, blue collar, frontline, what have you, th this goes on. Um, it's going to be tough. So if you lost your job or or worried about losing your job, you know during this time period, first of all, you're not alone, and that's either good or bad news because for people, you know, misery likes company. You don't want to be the only one, but sometimes there's a measure of relief knowing that, hey, I'm not the only one who's going through this. A lot of other people are going through this. So no particular order. What I would suggest is number one, just first, first you got to process what happened. Because it's like a punch in the face out of nowhere. And it's like, what happened? So you want to almost review like, was it me? Was it them? What did I do? What happened? Did I do something wrong? I don't get it. To try to kind of maybe piece things together and try to understand, you know, what took place. Now, some of it, and this is not victim blaming, but some of it you may also want to look, was anything you were doing, you know, that for the future to work on and to fix to make sure you're okay. Then there's a lot of logistics because you got to find out what what's my cobra stature because you know insurance i don't know how we got in this country where insurance now is tied to where you work so if you're not working then you got to worry well what are my cobra payments going to be do i still have my insurance coverage and what if i have very sick relatives or sick family members that rely on this insurance and if i lose that i have to pay out of pocket and that could be nowadays we know with med with medical bills it could be ten thousand twenty thousand fifty thousand hundred thousand just like that just like that not even and that's not even like a crazy disease that you're having so you want to find out about cobra 
you want to find out like, hey, do I get paid for the paid time off that I didn't use? Do I get paid for my vacation days? Do I have any money accruing to me? Are there anything in my 401k that I have to be aware of? And this part is tough because you're reeling from losing a job. And when you lose your job, a lot of times your identity is tied up with your occupation. So when you lose that, you lose a little bit of yourself. So you're, you're, you're wrestling with that issue. Then you have to start navigating with HR about, hey, am I getting a severance? If so, how much? Why am I not getting a severance? Why did I get let go? No one ever told me. They just, I just got you know, an email saying I'm fired or I'm laid off. I got to figure out my insurance. I got to figure out the 401k. If I take it, am I going to be have a tax penalty? So you have all these things racing through your mind. And what I would suggest as a side note, even if you're happy at work where you are now and things are going well, I would kind of put together a list of what could go wrong and what do I need to do so that when you, if and when you get let go, you don't have to scramble. So you want to maybe ahead of time figure out and speak with HR or now with a lot of these chat boxes and AI, you could even maybe look internally, you know, through some sort of co-pilot AI thing to see, hey, what are my rights? What am I, what am I do? How much money do I have in my 401k and my profit sharing plan? Can I get it out without being taxed on it? Um, you know, other other types of remuneration, if let's say you have stock or stock options or stock grants. So this way you have a list that you're aware of and how it works. So it's one less headache when you lose your job because now you ha you have your list moving forward to get a better sense of, of what needs to get done. And then Christine was kind of mentioning this too, is that there's, in my opinion, and Chris and I would talk about this the other day, is that when I was writing a piece about this, and I put, uh, I, I put an excerpt in the, um, you know, the graphic that Chris put up today and in the comment section a little bit about what we're talking about. So if you want to read that piece, feel, you know, absolutely do so. Um, so what ends up happening now is you have to start figuring out where am I? Who am I? What am I going to do now? This is crazy. I'm lost. I'm spiraling. I'm spinning around. So that if someone ever asks you, hey, Jack, what did you think about working at ABC Widget Company International? I'm going to say, don't go there. Don't interview. Avoid it. Stay away. And that's going to happen on scale. Because who wants to work at a place where there's no safety? You don't know when someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, can you come up to uh, HR at four o'clock? On a Friday afternoon, we have something to talk about. And you're like, oh, I know what this is about. I'm going to be put on a performance improvement plan, or I'm going to be just let go or admonished and put on a warning. How unpleasant is that to live that way with a sort of Damocles hanging over your head, not knowing 
when that sword is going to drop on you. You're going to get that axe. So I think what is going to happen is these companies that, that say, we're family, you know, we're all together, we're a team. And then they do things like letting people go during the holidays. I think they're going to end up having a really public relations nightmare because when it comes to light, people are going to really, wait, that widget company? Oh, I heard of them. Yeah, they laid off like, a, you know, thousands of people during Thanksgiving, thousands of people during Christmas. Yeah, they seem pretty bad. Then I think what happens with the company, with that adverse PR, with that bad reputation, that the executives are all like, oh, stock went up. We're making a lot of money. We're going to go travel to Europe and taking a vacation while these suckers lost their jobs. So so how how and why would someone say, hey, I want to work at this company? And then for people who are staying there, they're going to kind of have survivor's guilt. They're going to be like, all right, they treated my peers pretty harshly do i do i owe it to them to quit or resign to show my support or or how can i really work hard how can you expect me to 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 put in long hours nights weekends do the extra tasks pick up the slack because chances are, after they let these people go, they're not rehiring anyone to fill the spots. So really what they're doing is they're dumping all the work on the remainders. So not only do you let people go during the holidays, all that extra work is now dumped on the people who are staying. And these C-suite execs are not stupid. They know that the people who are staying are going to shut up and do the work because they don't want to be the next one to get let go. So unless they're a trust fund person or, or have FU money, they're going to have to grin and bear doing all this extra work and not even asking, you know, to get paid more because they're afraid if they ask to get paid more, they'll let me go. So it becomes this really, it has to become this toxic environment where you feel now I'm stuck here. And lately, for white-collar professionals, it's, a, it's what they're calling a rich session, where it's super hard to find another job. In fact, the JOLTS report, which is kind of part of the unemployment report, sort of, and it, and it counts the number of jobs opening, they plummeted. The amount of jobs open plummeted. There's a Washington Post article about young kids graduating from college. They are not finding jobs. So it is really tough to find another job. So the, and these executives aren't dumb. They know that. So now the, the employers feel they have their thumb on you and you're going to have to do that extra work and extra time, which, which, which is tough. So instead of having that trip you were expecting, you're going to go back home and tell your family, sorry, either we can't go or we're going to have to cut it short because, you know, I'm scared to go now because they need me. There's a lot of work to be done. If I'm not there, when I come back, they might just say, no, don't bother coming back. Yo, Chris, do you think I'm painting too much of a dire uh, you know, picture or, or, or is this just what it is? And it's just sad and frightening. 
I don't think so at all. And I think when companies demonstrate a disregard for their people, that's when employees realize, wait, they don't care about us. And that's what leads to that cynicism that fuels quiet quitting, bare minimum Mondays and acting your wage, which this economic environment like cannot feed or it, it, it's not good to have that mentality at this time. Bob Gerst actually had a good point, not in defense of companies, but the timing. Um, he said, there is never a good time to do or be laid off, but I am of the camp. If the layoff is going to happen anyway, don't wait until the person or family has spent all the money on holidays and gifts. Mm -hmm. They will be constantly second guessing themselves on why they did so much and saved so little and they start to transition uh, time in the hole. That, that's a really smart point, right? It's it's because then you're like, oh, you know, it's then here's another thing related to it. I wonder if sometimes, particularly now where there's remote work, hybrid work, are companies more open to laying people off during the holidays, figuring people could be out on vacation. It's it's either they're remote. Uh, maybe it's hybrid, so they're not going to be in. And this way, you don't have the disruptions and no one really knows what's going on. So you're basically keeping people in the dark. And you're not knowing your colleague, your coworker has been let go because they're remote or they're hybrid and you just haven't connected. So you got to wonder too, in addition to cutting costs, saving money, do they pick this time because they figure it's almost like divide and conquer because people are not all congregated together. They're all over the place. So you, no one really knows what's happening and they want it that way. So everyone's a little bit in the dark about what's going on. Plus with, with Spotify, I have kind of like a cynical outlook on why they chose this time because I really think they thought that in December, Spotify Wrapped becomes a big thing. So I think they hoped that like the buzz around Spotify Wrapped would kind of bury the news of like their downsizings. Oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting because, yeah, I could see that happening where they feel, okay. And they do, you see this with a lot of companies when they come out with the bad news, they come out with the bad news where it gets lost in the shuffle where there are other things going on. So I could mm -hmm. see that. So like, hey, Spotify rap. Oh, here's my favorite song. Here's my favorite podcast. And then you just forget about, you know, the job losses because you're more curious about what, you know, what Taylor Swift, is she the number one and what have you and who's number two and so forth. So it kind of, it's like distraction. Exactly. You know, it's kind of going back to like, you know, the Roman Colosseum, right? Where just bread and circuses to keep everybody, you know, amused and not really thinking about what's really going on because you're just focused on, you know, lot, you know, gladiators fighting with lions and that's it. So it's like getting, you know, just distraction, distraction, distraction. So no one, you know, you don't really focus on it, which, which is another kind of cool thing to do instead of really being just upfront. And saying, hey, here's what's happening. I'm really sorry that we have to do this. Here's why we're cutting and give a good explanation for it. And then show that they're, they're, they're hurting too, that they're taking a cut as well. So it's not just pointing out the workers, but the senior executives who are the ones who are making decisions are also taking the cut and really walking it through instead of trying to hide and stance around it and play around it, own it and be honest about it. Because otherwise, 
it goes back to there's no way people are going to work hard at these companies. And as you mentioned, Christine, you know, these bare minimum, you know, wages, bare, bare minimum Monday, you know, act your wage, quiet quitting, you know, it's hurtful for your career by doing it. But at the same time, I could see why a lot of people subscribe to that because after a while, they're like, why should I kill myself? You know, I can work super hard, put in all the hours, do everything I'm supposed to do. And my job isn't safe anyway. So screw it. Let me just, I'll just do the, do whatever I can to get by. And I'm going to just constantly look for other jobs to cover myself just in case. Especially because the company had a positive earnings report as well. So it's not even like they were struggling financially, the company. So then you're like, okay, the company does well and we still get laid off. You know, I think it's this in part. Let me, let, tell me what you think, Christine. I'll go back to Elon Musk. And by the way, um, I like Elon Musk. I think he's a brilliant guy. He's 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 nuts. He's he's like, yeah, he's crazy, but he's a completely interesting character. And I don't I'm not a psychologist, so I don't want to get in his mind and read his mind, but I do notice from doing, you know, the the blind ambition podcast, a lot of these tech people are a little bit on the spectrum. They don't really operate the same way other people do. And sometimes that's sometimes that's a positive for them because they don't get encumbered by human emotions and things like that nature. They're just looking to see how am I going to build this technology and build this company and make as much money as possible without really understanding what that ramification is for people. Like we've all heard now, you know, Meta, you know, Facebook. Instagram, all these places are horrific for young girls. It just ruins their self-image. It, it just makes them, you know, feel like not good about themselves and so forth. But it goes on and it's okay. So I so I think what happened is Musk, when he took over Twitter, he was calculating how many people do I really need to work here? And then really thinking, do I really need 5,000? No, I don't. So th then he cuts. And then maybe I'm making up numbers. Then he has a thousand and then maybe 500 and whatever the, it, it goes down to. And it's still, still, you know, still in business. Then I noticed you, we, that's when we started seeing, if you, if everybody recalls, when you started seeing those major layoffs, you know, where Alphabet, Google, Meta, you know, um, Microsoft, you name it, you know, all these tech companies started laying off because like, ah, uh -huh, hmm, if Elon did it and there's really, you know, there's blow black, blow back in the press, you know, et cetera, but they were able to operate with, with, with significantly less people. Hmm. And then you started seeing all the copycats doing the same thing. So now going over from you know mid 2022 throughout 2023 now i think that just got embedded now in the psyche of executives at not only tech companies well companies saying hey let's keep chipping away and laying off and let's see let's see and and if we made a mistake and cut too deep we'll hire again but then if we hire again because it's not a great hiring thing we could probably hire cheaper and not pay as much and maybe instead, we're going to send these jobs to other countries around the world. Or maybe we're just going to hire people part-time or contract. So it's, it's this 
what 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 scares me is this slippery slope of how companies become very callous. And I'm, at this point, I'm not sure if they even realize they're doing it. They're very callous in terms of using human beings and, and thinking of these human beings as like a thing, not a person, but just another line item, like a chair or a desk or a computer. Uh, yeah, we'll get rid of this computer. We'll get a new computer. You know what? New computers are actually cheaper and they work faster and better. So let's get rid of the old computer. And it becomes this mindset. Let's keep cutting, see what happens. And there are only people who cares about them. Screw them. We'll find more. We'll find, if, if we can't find more here in the US, we'll, 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 we'll find people in different countries. And this is where it gets concerning, where that attitude is, hey, we're going to cut we're going to cut costs. We're going to do whatever it is. We don't care what happens to the people. But then if you don't care what happens to the people, they're not going to have the money to buy the goods and services, which is also good to hurt companies. So it beca it'll become this downward spiral across the board. Does that make sense, Chris? Or, or am I being like crazy? I think what's happening too is that they're also catering to shareholders. Tulio specifically was pressured by investors to do mm. to yeah. And you know, in, in a full disclosure, I, I, uh, you know, I prefer capitalism to socialism, communism. I invest in the stock market. I, I, I own ET, ETFs, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, you know, all sorts of, you know, securities. So it's not like I'm coming from a point of view as a bomb thrower saying, oh, this is terrible, burn it all down. Not at all. I'm looking at it, 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 it in a way I'm being able to be objective because I see how this works. And that's what really saddens me where if we keep going on this path, there'd be no loyalty between the workers. And when I say workers, you know, it could be senior level people who are making a lot of money too. And the senior level executives. And, and if there's no value attached to it, so that we could send a job to you know, you, the Middle East, to Africa, to Asia, to Latin America, to wherever, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we don't need people here. And then we're like sowing the seeds of our own destruction. And instead of anybody standing up and saying, wait a minute, let's think about this for a while. Let's talk about this. You know, maybe there has to be a better way. Maybe we have to put in a little guidelines that instead of, and whenever you look at the CEO surveys about like studies, how much they make a year, do you have to make a billion dollars as a CEO? Now I can understand if you're a founder CEO and you did it all, I get that, that's different. But if you're just, you know, buttoned up suit and tie guy or woman, who did it, just stepped into that role and now is getting 100 million, 200, 500 million, a billion dollars. Maybe that's what we got to look at. And I'm not saying take away their money, but like we have to have smarter ways of doing it because otherwise I, it's not sustainable. And I don't mean to be too heavy or too negative, but I, I just think that sometimes little signs add up. The little signs of saying, hey, we're going to let people go knowing our stock price is going up. And we as the executives own a shit ton of stock. So we're going to make a lot of money. So we're happy and the shareholders are happy. And and for the workers, meh. So they'll have a bad Christmas, whatever. Buck up.
work harder, you know? Then when they put workers in other countries and they're not here, then what happens to our country? So it's 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 a doom cycle if we're not paying attention. So I know this is a little heavy for a morning show, but I figured it makes a lot of sense to kind of tie these things together because people who are watching now or who have friends or family who lost their jobs during the holidays, I think it's it's it's, it's important to bring these things up and to look at the big picture and to see what's going on. And then also to help navigate their career in the future, knowing, unfortunately, they can't go to a company and have that insure, assurance knowing, I might work for this company. I have no worries at all. I know I'm going to stay there. I can go there for 20 years, get paid well, get benefits, get insurance. When I, when I retire, get a nice retirement package and a gold watch and everything's good. Those days are gone. Those good days are over. So now it's, a, it's, it's really where you have to hyper-focus on your own career. You have to make your own breaks. You can't rely on anybody except yourself. You can't trust your manager, your boss, your company. Um, and I'm not saying they're evil or bad, but this is how it just is lately. This is what's going on. So you have to be aware of that. Because if you don't and you pretend that's not happening, then you're open to kind of getting hurt when they tap you on the shoulder and say, sorry, you got to go. So I, I would like to have had a better holiday and we will have one. We'll have, we'll have happier episodes, but I thought these kind of things are important for you to know. So you know what to watch out for. So if you see these signs, so if you see these signs at your company, you know, huh, I got to be careful. I got to get my resume together. I got to find a good resume, a good recruiter. I got to start tapping into my network, start make, burnishing my brand on LinkedIn and other platforms, you know, that people can notice me on. So instead of maybe just coasting through the holidays, start getting together what you need from your company. God forbid something goes wrong that you don't have to scurry at the last minute. Start hedging your bets by looking for another job, interviewing for other jobs. Be careful because you don't want to lose your job. Tapping into your network, getting a couple of good recruiters to help you out, getting maybe a career coach, getting someone to write your resumes. So you want to have all these things prepared so you don't have to jump at the last minute when you feel in trouble. So if you're doing, this is something you do through the, through the holidays, but it, it, you don't have to do it like crazy hours, a little bit every day so you're prepared. And I would love to tell you otherwise that, hey, don't worry, you get a job and everything is great. We're not in that world right now. Hopefully we do get to a place like that. But right now, it's it's one that you have to really be very strategic, very smart. You have to get that, hey, not everyone has your best interests at heart. So you have to make sure you're in control of your own future and your own destiny. And you got to do that. No matter what, you got to take care of yourself and make sure that you're going to be that last man standing or last woman standing and, and you do whatever it takes. So uh, slightly motivational, at least at this point in terms of, you know, taking charge, because there is something empowering when you say, you know what, F it, I'm, I'm going to take charge of my life. I'm going to make it happen. There's a good feeling for that. It empowers you, makes you stronger, makes you bolder. And that's, that's how I think you want to go into this holiday season, being strong, resilient, moving forward, making things happen. So thank you very much once again for watching the show. Any comments you have, share it in the chat. 
um, any topics you want us to talk about, share it. Um, need any help, any ideas, suggestions, absolutely feel free to reach out. So thank you, everybody. Thanks uh, for watching. Thank you, Chris. And uh, we'll see, see, see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye.